Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the mitzvot of Shabbat. Uh, Shabbat is a very big topic, and we could spend uh, a whole year discussing uh, the intricacies of Shabbat. Uh, we're just going to focus on, you know, as, uh, as is the, uh, the topic of this year, the, the way that Shabbat is presented in the Aserah Sedibus. And here there's a very uh, significant uh, distinction between the first Dibur and the second Dibur. Um, first Dibur begins Zachar at Yom HaShabbat L'Kodshah, and, uh, and the second Dibur brings Shamor. The difference between Zachar and Shamor, that's one distinction. The second distinction is the reason uh, given for the mitzvot. Uh, in, in the first time the Dibur appear in uh, Parshat Yitro, it says Zachar at Yom HaShabbat and then it says why should you keep Shabbat? Sheishet yamim tavod vasitkom rachtecha v'yom eshvi Shabbat l'Hashem alokecha. And it says ki sheishet yamim nasa Hashem et Hashemayim ve'et aret ve'et ayam et kol shabam v'yanach v'yom eshvi. So we're told Hashem created the world in six days, rested on the seventh, and parallel to that, um, we should mekadesh uh, Shabbat and uh, and not do work on Shabbat. So that's the way it's presented in Parshat Yitro. When the Aseris Adibros are repeated by Moshe Rabbeinu in Vet Hanan, so, first of all, the change of Shamoz to Zachor will be mentioned, but also, the whole reason is different. Here we're told, Zacharta, you should remember, Ki ever yita be'eretz Mitzrayim, v'yotziyach Hashem alokecha misham b'yad chazaka v'zuna tuya, Hashem, you were a slave in Egypt, and Hashem took you out, al-kein tzivcha Hashem alokecha lasot et yom ha-shabbat. That's why Hashem told you to keep Shabbat. And uh, we'll get to the question where really what, what's going on, how do we deal with this, uh, these parallels, and why is there a distinction. But before we get there, just to appreciate the difference between Zachor and Shamor. Already the Gemara points out what does it mean, what is the mitzvah of Zachor and what is the mitzvah of Shamor. The mitzvah of Zachor, the Gemara in Pesachim tells us, Zachor at Yom HaShabbat, Elokot Shor, Zochreu Alayayim. Gemara in Pesachim, Kuf Vav Medalev. Zachor means to, Milashon Lazkir, to mention, to mention it's Shabbat. The Mitzvah Doraita of Kiddush. Uh, Midoraita, it's enough to state it is Shabbat, I guess, or to make some sort of mention it's Shabbat. Uh, Midorabanan, it has to be said as Kiddush on wine. Uh, but really, on a basic level, you could be Mekayim Kiddush, particularly by declaring that the day is holy and it's Shabbat. Shamor is. Shamor et Yomash Shabbat Lekadsho. It's Koma Kom Hishama pen va'al eno elalotase. The phrase, anytime you find the Torah a mitzvah introduced by Shamor, it implies a, a prohibition. So Shamor at Yom Shabbat Lekadshah means there's some sort of prohibition on Shabbat, and clearly it's referring to. As the parasha carries on, Sheshim in Tavod Vasit Komalachtecha, Viyom Ashvi Shabbat Lashem Lokecha, Lotase Komalacha. So we have an Isra of Malacha on Shabbat, which is introduced by Shamor. So, you really have the two sides of Shabbat, the positive, the Zachor, the Yiddush, positive mitzvah, and the uh, Shamor, the negative side of Shabbat, not doing Melacha. The Gemara in Brachot picks up on this and says, these are two sides of the same coin. The Gemara points out that Nashim HaChayavot Pekidush Hayom Devar Torah. Just as men are Chayav in Kiddush, women are also Chayav in Kiddush. And the Gemara asks the basic question, which is, why are women Chayav? Ostensibly, it's a mitzvah taseishas mangrama. So the Gemara in Brachot Chaf Amud Bet says, Kol 
whoever's included in the midst of Shmirah, the, the negative side of Shabbat, the fact you can't do Malacha, Yeshno Bezichira has to keep the positive mitzvah of Shat, Vahovit Itnuhu Bishmirah, Itnuhu Bezichira. Since women are definitely included in the prohibitions of Shabbat, they're also included in the positive mitzvah of Shabbat. Uh, two sides of the same uh, coin, and therefore, um, and therefore women are included. But you see again from the Kahim Brachot, this idea. Zachor represents the positive mitzvahs, Shemar are the, are the negative mitzvahs. Now, uh, the Rambam in uh, Hilfah Shabbos basically spends the first 30 prakim uh, discussing the uh, Israel Malach and everything, uh, all the nature of Shabbos. And then, in Perik Lamad, the Rambam introduces to us uh, the mitzvah of Zachor and Shamor and then expands them to include two more mitzvot. Do you have a look here in uh, Rambam, uh, Hilfah Shabbos, Perik Lamad? Arba devarim ne'emru Actually, four different mitzvahs you have to keep on Shabbos. Shnaim in Torah. Two minatora, two which are midirabanam, midivrei sofrim, explained by the Nevi'im. Shabbat zachor v'shamor. V'shnit parshu al yedeha Nevi'im kalvod v'oneg. It's a very interesting phrase. The minatora, the zachor v'shamor, and they are explained, or that which was explained through the Nevi'im is kalvod v'oneg. Shne'emah v'karata l'shabbat oneg. Likdosh Hashem Muchubad. Okay, it was Kavod and Oneg. Um, isn't the Rambam's Kedush at all? Right, it's a Pasuk in Sefer Yeshayahu, which he quoted. Uh, it's quoted here in, uh, just above it. Yeshayahu Perek Nunchet. Im Tashiv Mishabbat Raglech, Asot Chavatzech Abyom Kotchi. If you hold back your leg from, uh, you shouldn't run on Shabbos, and from doing your business on my holy day, the Karata Le Shabbat Oneg, you call the day a day of Oneg, of pleasure. Likdosh Hashem Muchubad, the holy day of Hashem is, uh, is honored, and you honor it um, by holding back from your normal ways, etc. We learn many, many different uh, um, aspects of Kavod Va'oneg from, from this Pasuk. Right? If you do all of these things, you'll be able to really rejoice and take pleasure in Hashem. So the Kiddush the Ramam isn't the existence of the mitzvahs. The Kiddush the Ramam is putting them together with Zachar v'shamor. There's a sort of category of four mitzvahs. Two Doraisa, two Dorabanan. Somehow, the Ramam seems to imply that the Kavad v'oneg are parallel to Zachar v'shamor. Now we have to understand. What's the connection? Zachar v'shamor, to make Kiddush and not to do Malacha. How does that connect to Kavod and, and Oneg? So, so the first thing we really need to explain what is Kavod and Oneg, and then we can come back to, to that question. The Ramam explains, carries on there in Perek Lamed very, very clearly, um, what is Kavod and Oneg. Eizu Kavod. Zesh amru chachamim, shemitzvah al-adam leuchotz panav raglav raglav bechamim be'erev Shabbat. Mipnei Kavod Shabbat. So a person should clean themselves, uh, their body, on Erev Shabbat. Mit'atif betzitzit. Put on a talit. V'yoshev bekavod rosh. Sit with, uh, you know, awe, with, uh, with seriousness. Meyachel lekabel penei hashabbat, kumoshu yotzei lekrat hamelech. Jump to halacha gimel. Mekavod hashabbat, shilabesh kusut nikia. You should wear smart clothes. V'loyeh malbush hachol kumalbush hashabbat. It shouldn't be like a weekday clothes. Halacha hey. Mesad ha'ajam shulchano be'er shabbat. You should... Uh, Tidy your makom, your desk on Shabbat. Uh, make your 
table ready, even if you know you're going to eat a kazayat, and you could just like clear a small corner of your table, right? You could leave all your files on the table and just clear a corner to be able to eat the, the small amount of food you want to eat. That's not kavod shabbat. Kavod shabbat is to clear the table and, and lay the whole thing lichvod shabbat. Yene daluk v'shulchan aruch umita matzat shakol el lichvod shabbat hein. And uh, you should uh, basically fix up the house, candles, laid table, beds made, everything lichvod shabbat. Afal pish yadam chashuv biyotev. Every person is very very uh, important person. Vein darkol ikach dvarim in a shuk. It's not his way, he doesn't go to the uh, shuk on his own. It would be beneath his kavod for him to turn up in the shuk. It's going to be beneath his kavod to really, you know, do anything in the house. He has servants, he has maids, he has all the things, everyone else to do it for him. He's a, he's a tremendous dignity, you know, he's a malchus, whatever he is. Nevertheless, when it comes to Shabbat, Chayev lasot devarim shehein letzorich ha-Shabbat begufo, shezehu kavodo. Person should do things himself, and that is his kavod. What's wrong with me? That is his kavod. Because the question is, there's a, you know, degrees of, of kavod in the world. Honoring something which is more kavod, muchubad than yourself, gives you kavod. Like a servant of the king, the fact he can turn around and say, I am of the king, is a tremendous kavod for him. So a person who realizes that Shabbat is more important than himself, Right, doesn't feel that honoring Shabbat is a reduction in his own honor. On the contrary, it's a way of demonstrating how important he is by, by honoring Shabbat, which is more important than him. Uh, the Rama here is referring to a, uh, a Gemara in uh, Shabbat Kuf Yotet. appears also in the Gemara in Beitzah. Rav Safra, Machrich Reisha. Rava Malach Shibuta. Rav Safra would, uh, would someone singe the uh, hairs of a uh, of, uh, of the fish that he would be uh, preparing for Shabbos, um, or the head of the animal, uh, Rabba would, uh, would salt the shibuta, which is a type of fish. Uh, Rav Duna Madlik Shragi, he would uh, light the candles for Shabbos. Rav Papa Gadil Patilta, he would plate the wicks, plait the wicks. Rav Chizda Paris Silka, he would cut up all the, uh, the beets. Rabbi Rav Yosef Metzalchi Tzibi, they would cut up the, the uh, firewood, and so on and so forth. A whole list of Chachamim who were tremendously Mukhubad. When it came to Shabbat, they would prepare it themselves, because that's part of what Kavod Shabbat is. So that's the one that describes Kavod Shabbat. Carries on Ezu Oneg, what's Oneg Shabbat? Really fat, juicy uh, foods, Umashke Muvusam, good smelling, uh, tasty drinks. Um, whatever person can afford. So whatever person can afford, he should have really the tastiest and one most wonderful foods. So the truth is there's some overlap. It seems there's some overlap between Kavod and Oneg. Kavod he said to prepare all these wonderful things for your house. Oneg is also to have these wonderful things. What really is the difference? So there's a fundamental difference in the concept of Kavod and the concept of, of Oneg. Kavod is achieved by doing things. By doing things that demonstrate the importance of the thing you're doing it for. So, if you could take the example that the Rambam here brought from the Gemara in Kuf Yotet, that a person who's Mukhubad should do it himself. 
So that really emphasizes the idea. It's not so much the result that the thing exists, but it's the very action of preparing that is the kavod. If the result was, you should have delicious chalas. So there are some people for whom it would be more delicious, the chalas, if they would buy it in the bakery and not bake it themselves. Um, but, but that takes away from the kavod. Kavod isn't in the result you have delicious chalas or delicious food. If you want delicious chalas delicious food, you, you go to the best catering company in the country and, and, impo- and bring it all in. But kavod isn't about the results, it's about the process of me personally demonstrating how important I think this day is by doing it myself. Right? So then there's another nafkamina of exactly when you're Makai in the mitzvah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. As opposed to oneg. Oneg is achieved at what point? When you actually exist in the state of pleasure on Shabbat. The reason you should have delicious food on Shabbat is because eating the food gives you pleasure. It's the result of being in that state of oneg. So that leads to the most obvious nafkamina here between kavod and oneg, which is when you're in the mitzvah. Kavod is mekayim. Anytime you do something, lichvod the day. That applies even even erev Shabbat. There's no reason that the mitzvah of kavod should be limited to the Shabbat day itself. Person who on erev Shabbat does things lichvod Shabbat is mekayim the mitzvah derisa of kavod Shabbat. And the Rambam here emphasizes many many times within his piece here. He talks about doing things by erev Shabbat and preparing lichvod Shabbat on erev Shabbat. Um, because the mitzvah isn't limited to Shabbat. Whereas Oneg, Oneg is only on Shabbat, because it's the state of being in pleasure on Shabbat. So a person who bakes delicious and cooks delicious food on Erev Shabbat, and then eats it on Shabbat, when he was preparing it, it was Mekayim Kavod. And when he eats it, he's Mekayim Oneg. That's really the, uh, the big differences between uh, Kavod and, and Oneg. Um, now, you can really see this in numerous examples um, of mitzvot on Shabbat, where the question is, are you really doing it lichvod Shabbat, or because of onik Shabbat? One classic example is sudash lishit. Is the mitzvah sudash lishit a kiyam in onik Shabbat? You don't have pleasure on the day, so you don't even want to go through the afternoon without having uh, delicious food. Or is it a kiyam in kavod Shabbat, to show the importance of the day, you'll have an extra meal which you wouldn't normally have. And this is discussed in length by the uh, Rishonim and the, uh, the Achronim. Big enough Kaminas. In a short Shabbos, you've already just had a big meal at lunch. Only about half an hour ago, you just finished. So is there any reason to have another meal? If it's on egg, maybe not. If it's covered, maybe yes. Uh, another classic example of this is Hadlakas Neiris for Shabbat. Why do we light Shabbos candles? So the Gemara Shabbos Kaf Hayamabet says, there's a chiv to light Shabbos candles. Why? Rashi says, Kavod Shabbatu. It's pure Kavod. The real Kavod is having candles at, at a meal. Um, whereas Tosvot, on the same daf, the same place, says, No, but Makom Suda. You have to light your candles. The chavahu shiyasod bimkom haner mishum mishum oneg. So you have a machlokah again between Rashi and Tosfot. Is the mitzvah because of kavod or oneg? Now the truth is there are many gemaras that seem to support support Tosfot. Right, this gemara um, just later on the same daf from Kafhem Mabet. Uh, but it is nach mishalom nafshi 
What's this idea of shalom? Lighting candles in Shabbat is not how a concept of shalom. What's the concept of shalom? Rashi explains. Stumbling around their house in the dark, you don't feel at peace, you don't feel at ease, you don't really have oneg. Right? Also in the famous Gemara by Hanukkah. If you only have a choice, you only have wicks for one of them, which should you light? Shalom Bayit. Right? Shabbos candle is called Shalom Bayit. Rashi again says, So Rashi agrees as a concept of, of Oneg with lighting, of um, Oneg Shabbat. The goal is the result. On Shabbat, it will be pleasurable. Um, on the other hand, we saw, if you go back to the Gemara and Shabbat Kufiotet, that, um, who was it? Rav Huna, Madlik Shargi. Rav Huna would be mucked with the light the Shabbos candles himself. So the idea of being mucked with about who should light the Shabbos candles seems to imply that it's a of Kavod and not Onik. Uh, the Rambam himself, not surprisingly, brings the mitzvah of lighting Shabbos candles twice. Once in Perak Hay, the Rambam says, Achad anashim, v'chad anashim chayavim liyot pebatei hen, ne'ed aluk b'shabbat. And also the, 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 the grammar is very precise here. He says, what's the mitzvah? It, there should be. The mitzvah isn't to light candles. It's that there should be in your, in your house. It should be lit. Whereas if you go back to Perek uh, Lamad, there the Ram says about Masader, Adam Shulchano, right? And he should have a Ne'er Daluk, Shulchan Aruch. He's talking about all things besides Kavod that a person should do. So, uh, again, it seems that really there are two aspects of, of Ne'erot Shabbat. And there are numerous enough Kaminas between this, just to, to mention a few without going into the details. If you have a candle which is already lit for Oneg Shabbos, there's nothing to do. It's lit. Great. I have, I have light on Shabbos. If the mitzvah is Kavod, then we should extinguish the candle and relight it. Um, if, if the mitzvah is because of oneg, you should really ensure you have light throughout where you need it to be dark on Shabbos because you don't want to be stumbling around. You should make sure there's light, not just in one place. If though it's kavod Shabbat, kavod of the suda should be with candles, so maybe it's sufficient to have just one candle in, uh, next, to your, next to your meal or somewhere in your house. Lichvod uh, Shabbos, you like candles. Might be a big enough community of Manazeh. Most people today light their, handles, their houses with, with nice, bright, electric, uh, fluorescent lights. Um, so, if the goal is having light, and you're not stumbling around, who says you need Shabbos candles bichlal? So why do we light Shabbos candles? So if the mitzvah is kavod, so I really hear having silver candlesticks and then lighting them is, is more mechubad. You know, if you go to a wedding, you know, a normal wedding, you'll have, uh, often you'll have uh, candles on the table. You don't need candles on the table. There's enough lights on the ceiling. But it's a sign of kavod that you have candles at an important meal. So it could be that our minag today, makvit, to still light Shabbos candles is really, is really uh, part of that. There were many gadolim, uh, I guess in the previous generation already, who suggested that when, before you light Shabbos candles, you should really turn off the lights in your house. 
Um, obviously, you shouldn't turn them on after you lick shower cans. Turn them off, and then turn them on without a hefsek, light Shabbos candles, and then the bracha is to be made on both. Because if the bracha is on the oneg, so you wanted to, to be over the mitziyatan, you wanted to uh, do it connect internal lights, that's how we know I go home. Um, so you see this idea of cover the oneg, really a very clear distinction between two types of, of mitzvot. It also describes two types of cover, right? The first cover is involving yourself, the second is making sure the day has cover. Like, I don't no, giving cover to the day it also brings me cover. That's the idea. Okay. okay. Um, now, with that, I want to get back to to the distinction between. Um, oh, let's ask a basic question. I understand the idea of cover. We have this idea of cover throughout Kolatorko. Kibbut Horim. Kavod HaMelech, Kavod HaMikdash. We find the idea of a mitzvah of Kavod in many, many places. For a very simple reason, because there are many things which are, we consider Chashuv. And if they're Chashuv, we should give them Kavod. It's very easy. Um, so it makes sense that by Shabbos there should be a concept of, of Kavod. And uh, we're not surprised by it, but I think the Rambam does add one Nukudahi. Um, if you look at the description of the Rambam, Ezu kavod. He says kavod is lerchot panavaraglav to wash your your hands and uh, legs and your face. Bechamin in hot water be'er Shabbos. Mitatef betzadit bekavod rosh miachel hakbalat penei hashabbat. This description of washing your body, adorning yourself in a talit, and sitting there waiting is almost word for word what the Rambam writes in in Hilchot Tefillah. That before a person begins to daven, he should similarly make sure he's yadav raglav panav clean. He should uh, wrap himself in a talit and await his to greet, greet the the melech. Basically, the rabbi is telling you you should treat Shabbat like a like a melech. It's not just something which is more important, but you should recognize that there's a, a majesty to the day, and and that's the type of kavod that we should really give to Shabbat. Okay, that's the idea of Kavod Shabbat. Onik Shabbat is much more difficult. An idea that we should just have pleasure. Why should you eat food on Shabbos? To have pleasure. And at first glance, it doesn't seem like a very Jewish idea. Enjoy yourself. Be happy and be merry. Like, what's the idea of just pleasure? Where's this idea of, 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 of well, on Yom Tov we have something similar. On Yom Tov we have a mitzvah of, of Simcha. Eat Basav and get a mitzvah of Simcha. But that's much more easy to understand because Simcha is an emotion. Simcha is do certain physical actions like eating meat and drinking wine because it will get you to an emotional state of Simcha, which is a wonderful thing. When you have a Simcha, you can eat Hashem in a, in a whole different mandrega. But on egg, Onig is physical pleasure. Where does this idea of, uh, of physical pleasure uh, come from? So, so there's two directions like we can suggest. One, one is some of the should explain that we know that Shabbat is Ke'in Olam Abba. And the, the, what, happened, what happens in Olam Abba? 
The Sadiqim sit there and bask in the pleasure of God's, uh, of experiencing God's glory. And that's Olam Haba, and Shabbos is Me'ein Olam Haba. So the goal is, even on Shabbos, to feel a little bit of Olam Haba. Now, how do we feel a little bit of Olam Haba? So we create a, almost an artificial environment of physical pleasure. So we start to begin to understand what Olam Haba should, should really be like. I think you have support for this in the Pasuk. The Pasuk describes the mitzvah of, of having Oneg, the Karat Shabbat Oneg. And the next Pasuk says, As tit Aneg al If you have Oneg Shabbat, classically, good food, eventually you'll be able to appreciate as Titaneg Hashem, the Oneg of Olam Abba. So that's one direction. Uh, I want to go in a totally uh, a different direction. Why does a person food? So a person eats food for one of two reasons. Either to fill up his stomach, nutritional benefit of the food, or because of the pleasure of the food. Okay, maybe there's another reason of social, but... Uh, but Gadol, a person eats either to, for the uh, nutritional benefit or for the pleasurable benefit. Now, and, and it sort of emphasizes the question. If you look at all the Muslims, they'll tell you, why should you eat food? Because you need to, for the nutritional benefit, not because to fill your stomach, the gluttony of that pleasure. And here suddenly it's a mitzvah doraisa, or a mitzvah, at least a mitzvah drabana. So let's get back to Zachar Shamor, understand what they're about, and then we'll, we'll fill it in with uh, how Kavod Va'one connects to that and answer our question up. Zachor means Zachrei Walayayin, Kiddush. Right? But the mitzvah isn't so much the Kiddush in the sense of drinking the wine, it's the declaration of, uh, of how special the day is. Shamar, right? Everywhere it says well, Shamar, it means a negative mitzvah is the refraining from doing, um, refraining from doing Melacha. Now, the f- Again, get the Greeks, but the grammar of the word shamor. Shamor, as much as the Gemara tells us, it indicates a prohibition. The actual phrase of the word, the actual grammar of the word is a, it's positive. It's to do something. Not simply, don't do malacha. It didn't say, lo tasekom malacha. The Torah mentions, like, how many times does the Torah say, lo tasekom malacha? 39 times. There are 39 malachot. Isn't that cool? Um, so, not only to say, I've got enough time to say, here it says, Shamor. It's not just, don't do Malacha. There's some sort of an active, not doing Malacha. Right? There's an active value, in not doing Malacha. Let me try and explain, the, the, there's really clear difference. A person, let's say, slept, for 25 hours straight. Unaware, there was Shabbat. So he definitely didn't violate, Malacha. Because the Isra of Malacha is that Shabbat has a certain Gudusha. And doing Malacha violates the nature of the day. He didn't violate it. He slept for 25 hours straight. But was he Mekayim Shamor? I didn't think so. Shamor means implies doing something actively. What's the, what are you actively doing? I'm actively not doing anything. But I'm actively doing it. I'm making the decision not to do Malacha. And that's the mitzvah saseh of Shamor. It's a mitzvah which tells you not to do something. But it's really a positive kiyam. Right, another, I'll take another example. A person who works in a shop. And uh, at a certain point in the day, you know, like around you know, 11.30 to 12.30, no one comes in the shop. Um, so what's he doing? He's batel. He's not doing malacha. He's not working. But I wouldn't say he's resting. He can't rest because 
At any moment in time, somebody could walk in the shop and he's have to be ready to serve them. So he's not. He's not resting, but he isn't doing work. Then from, let's say, one to two, he has his lunch break. At that point, he is resting. The time belongs to him. And Malachas, you know, work is off the table. It's not on the agenda. There's a difference between when somebody is, is in a state of rest, where work isn't on the agenda, and a case where a person simply do Malacha. I think that's the real difference between Lot HaSek Malacha and Shama. Um, and that's where the idea of Menuchat Shabbat comes from. Menucha, the state of being in rest, is, only, is really a kiyam of Shmirat Shabbat, of Shamarat Yom HaShabbat of actively existing within a state of, of no work. Okay? The question is, what, what, what's the, why? What's the big uh, kiyam here in not simply not doing Malacha, which I understand, the Shabbos has a certain Gedusha, and Malacha somehow impinges on that Gedusha. So you shouldn't do Malacha. But what's the positive value in resting here? How's that an expression of what Shabbat is? So the key, I think, to understanding everything is going back to Yisrael Tadibrot, where we find the distinction, the reason behind the mitzvah. We pointed out at the beginning that in Yitro it says the reason for Shabbat is Maaseh Barishat. Shem worked for six days, rested on the seventh, sanctified the seventh day, and we do the same thing. Devarim, that Tanam describes because of Yitziat Mitzrayim. So all the Mepharishim are bothered by this question. Why, why, why two different reasons given for Shabbat? So the Ramban asks this question there in Bet Chana. And I'll, I'll jump to the Ramban's answer. He says, It seems to me the real answer to this is Roman says, when we left Egypt, we left and that demonstrated to us God's omnipotence, the fact that God was clearly a creator of this world. He wouldn't be able to do that if he wasn't a creator. And therefore, Yitzhak Mitzrayim taught us that God was the creator. It says, if you would have a doubt, did God really create the world? Yitzhak Mitzrayim laid rest to all those doubts. According to the Ramban, what's the goal of Shabbat? There's only one goal. My Sabaratius, remembering creation. And what's written in Bet Hanan isn't the real reason for Shabbat, it's just the stepping stone to fully appreciating what it means that Akash Baruch is creator. Maybe it adds another element. Not only is Hashem creator once upon a time back in history, he's constantly, as a creator, he's, he's, the world is constantly being created. There might be another, another element there. But, but essentially, there's an idea here, the goal of Shabbos is to remember God as the creator and the God who created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. Right, the Ramban art came in this piece and asked, well, why doesn't it mention creation? Then Yvette Tranan says, well, it really should have, but the Torah already mentioned it, so it doesn't have mentioned it again. That's the solution of the Ramban. But the Ramban says, no, the fact that Tranan gives us a different reason to Yitra tells her actually two different reasons for Shabbat. Have a look at the beginning of the uh, Ramban here. The Ramban here quotes the Ramban. The Ramban writes this. Ki amama harishon, huvod hayom, vihiduro, 
Right? The first Mama'ai, the first time this is a Dibros are mentioned, it's the honor of the day. Right? As it says, Hashem sanctified the day. That's why it mentions God created the world in six days. But then Betchan it tells us to guard Shabbat. Why? In Egypt, we had to work all day long. It was again, so we had to work all day long against our will, and we had no rest. So Hashem commands us to rest. Says the Rambam, there are two totally distinct reasons for Shabbat. One reason is God created the world on the six days and rested on the seventh. And that seventh day, therefore, is a special. And therefore, God sanctified the second day with Kedusha. And therefore, that day is special. And therefore, the mitzvah is Lechabed that day. And how are we Mechabed that day? With the mitzvah of Zachor, et Yom which is Kedush which is to declare the specialness of the day. That's the mitzvah of Zachor. It's a special day, so the mitzvah is to declare it and recognize it as such. Whereas the mitzvah of Shamor is connected to Sias Mitzrayim, not about the specialness of the seventh day. It's important when we left Egypt to realize we had undergone a fundamental change. In Egypt, we were avadim, and we weren't in control of our time. Even if there was a moment when the Egyptians weren't us to work, we didn't have menucha. It might be for an hour we would batel from Malacha. But there was no menucha. Because we weren't in control of our own time. We couldn't decide what we did, when we did it, how we did it. And that was the big chiddush. We came, Bnei Chorin. And the biggest chiddush of a Ben Chorin is his ability to control his own time and to have menucha, to decide not to do anything. Right, A person who decides he can't be able to get out of bed in the morning and decides to laze around all day and do absolutely nothing, in a sense, there's a certain cube. You know, as much as we think he's a lazy good for what sits nothing, or, it doesn't matter. In terms of he's expressing a certain freedom. He's, he's abusing his freedom, but he's expressing it. And the Ram says that's the idea of Shmirat Shabbat. It's not enough not to do malacha. We have to actively demonstrate that we're in control of our time by, by resting. And therefore demonstrating our freedom. So that's why Zachor is parallel to the six days of creation. Declare the day as special. Shamor is parallel to leaving Egypt. Demonstrate your freedom by not working. If that's true, we understand the Rambam's connection between Kavod and Oneg and Shamor and Zachor. What's Kavod? There here is a special day. If it's a special day, midor, what do we have to do? Declare it as a special day. At the beginning of the day, say, this is Shabbat, it's a holy day. That's the Mitzvah Doraisa. And midor Abanan, that's Kavod. Do many, many things to demonstrate the specialness of the day. In fact, the Rambam hints at this already explicitly in, uh, in the Merenah Vuchim. He writes, a quote from the Rambam again, Rambam again, he says, Hamam hu Kavod Hayom. The Mitzvah of Zachor is really a Mitzvah of Kavod. The Doraisa expression is to make Kiddush. The Darabanan expression is everything you do that demonstrates this day is Mukhubad. Wearing Shabbos clothes, it's not a Mitzvah Darabanan, it's the Mitzvah Doraisa of Zachor. It has its expression through the Mitzvah Darabanan of, of Kavod. 
And now we can really understand Onik Shabbos. There are two reasons people eat food. They eat it for the nutritional benefit and they eat it for pleasure. But the truth is everyone eats it for both reasons. There's only one person who only eats food for nutritional benefit. And that's the Eved, who can't choose what he eats and doesn't have the time and the space to enjoy his food. There's no concept of Onig for an Eved. The idea of eating food, to enjoy food, is the ultimate, is a further expression of being free. That I'm charging my time, I don't need to work, and then I can join my food like a Melech, a Ben Melech. That's the, that's the big Chiddush of, uh, of Shabbat. That's Daf parallel to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And in that sense, Oneg and Menuchat Shabbat are a pair that are mentioned. That's the Chiddush of the Pasha in Vetchanah.